and welcome back to the Magic Kathy show. I have so much to share with you. So much has been happening ever since I arrived in the US and I want to yeah, basically share the magic with you, the magic of following your intuition, of letting the universe work through you because that's literally what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks but ultimately I feel like looking back in hindsight for all of my life and it's magical and I want you to have the courage to do the same because there's so much magic that the universe is orchestrating for you in the background I guess and all you have to do is to get out of your own way and I feel like that ties in perfectly with the Mars retrograde that we have right now and I want to do an episode about understanding retrogrades in general because whenever we have a retrograde in the sky and even when you are born with a retrograde it's really about you know this planet is facing to the opposite side and what I mean by that is really if we have Mars in Aries retrograde we look at the opposite sign and the opposite uh, ruling planet of the opposite sign which would bring us to Libra and Venus. And so when we have Mars retrograde, what we really want to focus on is Venus and Libra. And that's relationships, but it's also your own relationship to the Venus archetype. And yeah, I want to do an episode all about understanding retrogrades and the opposite sign and planet. Um, but today I feel really called to talk especially about Venus because she has been with me for basically over a year now. And that brings me to another side topic of this episode, which is the importance of solar return charts and letting the universe unfold the magic for you and how important it also is to look at transits, especially in hindsight, because when you look at a solar return chart, yes, you can look at the year ahead, but it's so much more magical to look back in hindsight and see how these transits have been unfolding for you in your personal life and through that you learn so much about astrology literally that that's what how I have learned so much about astrology because you see that every single transit even though it's a collective transit it's so individually or basically it's so individual to your own story your own surroundings your own environment your own story your own life path and your own purpose that's why a one-on-one -on -one consultation is so valuable right because you know yes we can look at the collective i guess theme but then you are a puzzle piece of the collective and for you the story will unfold in your own uni unique magical way uh, however it's supposed to unfold and however you signed the soul contract with with the universe right and still it's so interesting and magical to see how your own story is still connected with the global story and that's definitely something I want to talk about because frequently I get the feedback that you know I'm my topics and everything that I do is so timely with what you experience or even in the interview with Lori so many people have been giving me feedback that you know I asked very, literally the questions that they had in their mind and even Lori said that and the reason for that I, I guess is that I really 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 let the universe work through me and that has a lot to do with my Chiron Sun conjunction where I really had to learn how to set my ego aside uh, or basically let my ego know that you know there is no need for me to fight to be special or to fight to 
I have a special role or destiny in this universe because by just letting the universe work through me, I am in my own magic and I am magical in my own unique way. There is no need for me to prove something or to fight for something. Um, basically, by just doing me, by just following my intuition, I automatically am that what I always wanted to be. And for a lot of people, because we've been conditioned to think that we have to force our specialness or fight for it or, yeah, basically prove ourselves, right? We don't think that it can be so easy, but it can be so easy. And at the same time, the simplicity of it is so hard to follow through. And it causes a lot of ego deaths. And that's why I think it's so timely because this Mars retrograde will have a lot of ego deaths for us. Because first and foremost, we have to see that a lot of our ego construct or our conditioning or our idea of how we want to live our life is actually not in alignment with our soul's purpose, with Pluto in the chart. It's because of our conditioning that we think we have to be in a certain way in order to get a certain outcome. For example, being celebrated or being special or being famous or being rich or being successful or having the job or the relationship that you think would make you happy, but really your soul knows what makes you happy. And that's another thing that I had to learn, especially over the last couple of weeks, but also over this whole year, to be honest with you, is that trusting that basically my intentions and my desires and you know me I, I've been talking a lot about desires and really seeing that you know you have these desires only right to put you into motion or to to move you into a certain direction um, so meaning that a desire is sent to you through the universe because even the word desire comes uh, or, or the explanation of the word, the translation is from source, right? So you get this desire from source um, and the universe knows that this specific desire and the, I guess the outlook towards success of meeting that desire will put you into motion. So it's like the dangling carrot, right? It's a dangling carrot that the universe knows when I put that dangling carrot in front of this girl or this guy, I know she will move. I know she will take the risk. I know she will move forward. And so the universe is kind of like tricking you into believing that you will get that desire because the universe knows that you in your human mind and in your human brain think that this desire will make you happy, right? And meeting that desire will fulfill all of your wishes, all of your needs, all of your desires. And so there's this outlook towards you will get that if you just take that risk if you t just jump a little bit for a second right if you you know get, go outside of your comfort zone and then you do that and you won't right you won't meet that desire and you know obviously the natural reaction would be f to be really disappointed or to think oh my gosh I wanted that and now I took the risk and you know now I don't have that desire and it, it doesn't it didn't turn out the way I imagined and trust me that I've been basically the story of my last couple of weeks because for me it was really risky to go to the US I mean of course it was because I had to first go to Dubai and then even from Dubai to the US I was not sure if I could even make it if they would let me in uh, how traveling can look like and that's pretty risky you know to go on a 16-hour flight not knowing if they even let me enter the country right <laughs> so I did it and I was like okay I know the universe wants me to be there so I'm just gonna trust and I, even though I knew that I needed a dangling carrot and for me dangling carrots always show up in the realm of relationships because I'm 
a hopeless romantic little fairy tale girl, right? Where I think that I, at some point, somewhere, Prince Charming is waiting for me. And whenever I see someone or know someone that I feel like this could be my Prince Charming, right? And my my fairy tale story is finally going to start or to happen. Then I literally take every single risk because there's probably no risk that I wouldn't take for love. So there were, you know, obviously things that I wanted to do in the US, but I didn't know how to go to Shasta. I didn't know how to go to Sedona. I didn't even know what to do in LA except for meeting a couple of friends there, right? But I just felt that I need to be in LA and I will figure it out once I'm there. But that alone did not give me the drive to take that big of a risk, that big of a jump. So I needed that dangling carrot and sure enough, the universe sent me a dangling carrot. And because of that dangling carrot that even gave me options to go to Sedona and to Shasta, I was like, okay, cool. Dangling carrot, even with, you know, all of my, like my complete bucket list um, on board too. So I'm going to take that risk because I saw it as a sign and it was a sign, but not the sign for the specific outcome I had intended to experience, right? So still I went there. And sure enough, being in the US, I did not hear back from this guy ever again. And I was like, fuck. But hey, <laughs> the universe put me into the state of, you know, being being in the place where I needed to be. And even though the fairy tale story didn't happen, the universe sent me other people that made it possible for me to experience still Sedona and Shasta because still these were places I really needed to be. The guy was not the person that I needed to be with. And that's something that I only saw in hindsight. And it would have been so easy for me to be disappointed, to be mad, to be sad. But I knew that, well, maybe right now, you know, there will be another thing that, that is waiting for me or it will still happen because that's another thing about me and love. I never lose up hope, you know, I, I never give up on hope. So I was just, you know, doing my thing, minding my business, obviously being busy with a lot of um, content creation and absorbing and experiencing. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna worry about love afterwards, right? <laughs> After being in Sedona and being in Chester. And honestly, I've enjoyed the time there so much that I, um, yeah, just really didn't have to have space to be sad about this specific thing. But I realized um, while I had so much time reflecting that this was not the first time that things like that happened to me. And so through that, I really observed the pattern of the universe. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I realize that my soul is always putting dangling carrots in form of love in front of me in order to get me moving. So now I'm a lot more observant, I guess, relative to these dangling carrots and I see them as they are and automatically I don't assume that every single guy that is put in front of me is my guy anymore and that's something I've only learned over the last couple of yeah really about the last couple of, of months but also the last year because I and that brings me to the topic of solar return charts actually and why I think it's so important for you to look at your year ahead but also the year back in hindsight because with solar return charts, it's basically when we take a snapshot on your birthday when the sun is at the exact same spot again as uh, when you were born, right? And that gives you this very same um, structure that you know from your natal chart just for the year ahead and not for your whole life, of course. And my last solar return chart in 2019 was a Leo rising 
it was uh, with Venus, with Mars and with the Sun of course, all in my first house of my self-image and obviously right on my ascendant and basically I knew that there was a big big Venus rising chart or Venus rising um, theme for the year ahead which was pretty interesting because I just ended a relationship after four years where I really felt the need to to move forward because I didn't feel appreciated I didn't feel valued and I just didn't think that it was you know reflecting my self-worth anymore and yeah basically I knew that I was settling for less and I knew somehow that I was that there was more out there for me and sure enough once I made that decision right to move forward to end that relationship the universe sent me a dangling carrot in form of a guy I didn't see it back then because I literally thought oh wow I just ended a relationship and now my prince charming is already waiting for me right so that would have been a fairy tale story and that didn't work out right but still the universe was playing tricks with me the whole year when it comes to love and relationships. Um, not meaning, you know, I'm, I was not the kind of person that is dating around because for me it's just like, yeah, I have this fairy tale story and um, I have a lot to heal within myself relative to Venus, relative to the feminine archetype anyways. So it was really interesting when I saw that Venus was rising and I, in, in Leo especially because that's like center stage, knowing your worth, being so worthy, being literally Beyonce or whoever you, you perceive as like the most divine feminine person, right? And I knew, oh my gosh, because it's on the rising side, it's really something I have to learn. And I knew and I still know that I, there's a lot that I have to learn relative to my femininity and my self-worth and all of that because you know with abundance and money and all of that I'm pretty I would say good <laughs> but when it comes to love and you know the, the relationship to another guy that's something I had to really learn and focus on and that was literally the theme of my last year because ever since I ended that relationship obviously after four years of being with someone it was a huge yeah void I guess you're right because I had to see that how it feels to be alone again and then I had still this yearning which I had in the relationship but also obviously of without the relationship that I want to be in love I love being in love which is something that a lot of Leos can you know resonate with but also of course a lot of women and so being by myself and you know wanting to love it was a big step for me but at the same time I uh, <laughs> I thought about sex in the city and Samantha's um, quote which is really legendary I love you but I love me more and that's something that that really really drove me towards moving away from that relationship and my business took off after doing that so many amazing things happened afterwards so I knew that it was the right thing and I also knew looking back in hindsight that this guy was really 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 not able to love me in the way that I wanted to be loved and I deserve to be loved but still the dangling carrots that I had in front of me we're not doing th doing that either and I didn't see that because I have you know to my one of my friends I just recently said I'm like the queen of painting and airbrushing and covering with glitter all of the red flags that are out there right because I just have this I guess vision in my mind that I am so magical and so special that I will change even the baddest guy in the universe and a lot of that obviously has has to do with the work that I do because I love to transform people I love to bring out the best in people and to help them break through their 
toxic patterns that keep them stuck. And I also am able to see a lot of the toxic um, patterns in other people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe my love will heal them, right? Maybe will, they will change for me. But then we know how crazy it is um, to change ourselves and how can we assume that someone will change for us, right? And obviously without seeing it in the, in the other person, I always associated that this is my fault, that I'm not special enough, that I am actually not that special as I always thought. And so obviously my self-worth was really challenged, which brings me back to Leo rising, Venus rising in my solar return chart. So over the last year, I was really working on the topic of attracting a partner, you know, first of all, loving myself and really, really being in my complete utter worth. And again, like my business really reflected that I or still reflects that I have been doing that in, in, in a big, big way, in a big, big way, because I'm so grateful for all of the amazing people that I have attracted over the year, the clients that I worked with, the readings that I gave, um, the amount of people that see my content every day, that love what I, what I do, love what I share, you listening to this podcast, you sharing the podcast, you also obviously trusting me and booking readings with me and then we get to meet in person. And honestly, every single soul that I've read so far, I feel such a soul connection and all of you guys that have ever read please know that I'm thinking of you constantly like I, I you you know of course when I when I read a chart I channel and sometimes I literally forget what I told you but the essence of your soul is still with me we are still connected and that's so beautiful so I also know that I had you know, my creativity and everything was definitely rising and again like I, I have a lot of success as a result of that but still, we are dealing with the topic of love and relationships and how the universe puts dangling carrots in front of me, right? So sure enough, when I was in LA, uh, I should better say, I went to, to New York first after being in Spain and traveling because that's what I also started after the breakup last year. So it was a big travel year, which you can also see my solar return chart. And so I started traveling, being free, but at the same time I had to work a lot on myself. New York is always the city that makes me feel most home and I always dreamed of finding love there. So sure enough, there were a couple of options for me to meet someone there. But again, dangling carrots, nothing really lasted or worked out. And so I went to L.A. and the guy that I literally thought was my dream guy after the breakup last year, um, I was able to meet him there in a really synchronistic way and of course thought that he's now the one we're gonna marry and we will be build our empire together and my fairy tale story is finally you know ready to share and celebrate with being celebrated with the world and sure enough that didn't happen the guy ghosted me and I was completely disappointed and shattered and then the lockdown happened and I was like fuck me I'm gonna focus on business now because what else can I do I never want to have and then I had to go back to to um to Germany and because I don't want to be in Germany I never have the desire or drive to even meet people there so I was like completely you know in my own business bubble and my business of course took off and after that I went to Dubai and then this whole start and roller coaster started with the universe sending me these dangling carrots right being like okay that's the guy that's the guy and you need to go back to the US again and you need to meet these guys and you need to meet that one specific guy especially because he will bring you to all of these places right and so that brings me to the start of this podcast what I shared with you and again it didn't happen and so at some point, you know, I feel like what all of this really has showed me, 
because trust me with Chiron in the eighth house in Leo you have no idea how many times I've been rejected in terms of intimacy and love and I feel like now I finally get why <laughs> because my Venus in Virgo right I'm born with Venus in Virgo was really challenged um, because you know with Venus in Virgo and if you have that placement you definitely will resonate with what I will share now it's always seeing the the imperfections and the flaws in me so naturally if you meet resistance or rejection in the outside world and then you have a placement like Venus in Virgo and also you know the moon in the second house it's it's challenging because you always associate the rejection with there's something fundamentally wrong with you you are not good enough you need to improve this 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 and this and that all happened while Saturn was on my moon in Capricorn Pluto was done with my moon but again Saturn was on my moon and then Jupiter on my moon and then all of these moon transits that are that were literally messing up with me on top of that eclipses so it was a, f a fucking lot but that's why I mean you know that it would have been so easy for me to say fuck the universe is so against me like I get all of these negative transits and I get all of the the shit show of the universe right it's the second house moon it's Capricorn moon which is you know difficult in general then I just ended a relationship then all of these guys don't want to be with me even though I thought they were my soulmates and like you know it would have been so easy to be trapped and to be stuck right and that brings me back to Jupiter too because he makes me never give up hope and always wanting to find the meaning of the shit show in the in the shit show that I'm in right and also the the meaning of when things don't go the way we wanted them to go and I wanted to share all of that because I know that, you know, 2020 has been like this for a lot of people because we, we had all of these plans and probably none of them worked out. And we have to see the bigger picture of that because our ego wants things to happen like now. Right. But then there is a greater cosmic plan that we have no idea about. Right. We have no idea about and we don't trust because we only see what's in front of us, right? What we, what we can perceive with our eyes. And we don't trust the things that we feel, but we don't see. And that's the connection to the divine. It's when you meditate and when you just have this inner instant knowing, right? That's Jupiter right here. And the Mercury mind is like, no, but I, I, there, there is no logic. It doesn't make sense. It has to be in a different way. I only know it in that way. And that brings me back to, you know, the ego and the ego wanting to be safe, right? The ego just wanting to have that fairy tale story. And that's just not how the universe works or operates. And a lot of things that you will see in the outside world and perceive with your two eyes that make sense, right? For example, oh my gosh, yes, it makes sense that the universe puts this person in front of me. He could be my Prince Charming and he even offers me to go to Sedona and Shasta. That must be my plan, right? So I'm going to go jump on that airplane, go to the US and that's the end of my fairy tale story. And then arriving, it didn't turn out that way, right? But why? The reason was because I had to be free and to have an open heart and mind to meet with a, another client that literally booked in with me on Instagram and I met her and she was my fucking soul sister. Literally, we, we are born five days apart from each other. She's amazing. I shared her on Instagram. I stayed with her for a while. We went to Sedona, to Shasta. She had the craziest transformation that I've ever seen. 
in the shortest amount of time, I know that I activated a big chunk of her, her purpose. And because of that, all of these other things that had to happen, happened, right? And so I saw that and it was so much more than my fairy tale story and so much more than the impact that my fairy tale story would have had on the world, right? Because it, it, it literally triggered so many ripple effects including me meeting another friend and another friend and another friend and just like oh my gosh and the rebirth experience for myself like it's been a lot and I would not have had this experience and they would not have had these experiences if it was for my fairy tale story only right that just would have you know probably impacted two people so I see the bigger picture and I'm not disappointed anymore because I know I need it or my ego needed that that dangling carrot in front of my head in order to get moving, right? I needed that. And so what I wanted to say is that, you know, with Venus on in my first house and in, in Leo on my solar return chart, I knew that I had to focus on myself and I had to focus on my own self-worth and celebrating myself. And that is not easy. And even though I knew that, that was literally not what I focused on over the last year. I knew that this was my solar return chart for 2019, right? But I didn't focus on it, right? Because my ego was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be happy. I, I'm confident already. Like, I don't need more work. to. There's not more work that I need to do, right? So, yeah. And now looking back in hindsight, it makes so much sense that I have another solar return chart this year, right? Um, with a Cancer rising and Venus as well in the first house on my rising, right? But that only happened because I happened to be in Shasta on my birthday, which, you know, last year I could not have known that. And so I know that even this year, it has a lot to do with being vulnerable and being in my feminine energy. And a lot of things actually happened relative to my emotional world and my feminine energy that already tell me, you know, there's still focus that I need to do on myself and trusting the universe, trusting my emotions, also being vulnerable with man, but also with myself and nurturing myself, right, cancer, and being there for myself, mothering myself, a lot of connecting to myself, inner child healing, which is something that we all need to do, right? And it's interesting because even this episode, I don't know, I would probably not have felt confident last year to share all of that with you, because even now sharing that with with you, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm talking way too much about myself and my Chiron Mercury conjunction, the eighth house is really triggered and be like, oh my gosh, they probably think that I'm just talking about myself all day and it's not inspiring at all. But I trust because the universe is like, no, you, you need to share that. You need to share it. And uh, I have received a lot of throat chakra activation too over the last couple of weeks, especially being here. And so I know it's time for me to share that. And even, you know, I send in the testimonial for my, uh, not the testimony, the, the proposal for my book and even the feedback that I got for my book was share more about your story let people know and so I feel like it's important for me to share also the things that have been challenging for the last year for me and that I have had incredibly difficult transits with Saturn on my moon was the most painful thing that I've ever experienced probably after 
Pluto on my moon, right? And I want to remind you that not every single person on this planet will have Pluto on their moon. My soul decided that it would be a fun thing to experience, right? Because it's literally the death and rebirth of your emotions and of your self-worth in the second house too. And then Saturn was checking in if I have learned my lesson. And sure enough, I haven't. I was still attached to external things to give me worth, right? And it's still something that I'm healing and that I constantly heal. But Jupiter and my moon right now is, is really supporting me in that sense. And, you know, I know I've, I've read a lot of people that have been asking me about challenging, you know, transits and how to navigate them. And if, you know, they die or whatever, someone else dies. And I'm like, there's always the highest and the lowest expression with every single transit. Right. And it's really about do you do your work? Or do you let the ego run the show? Do you trust that the universe has your back and no matter what transits you have, you orchestrated that before you came here to this planet knowing that you will have that transit. So that transit always has, it's basically two, two streets that you can take. You can take the, the street of learning, of growing and of seeing Earth as a school and that, you know, the school that you learn lessons and just trusting that the universe will you know, let you go through the tunnel in order to come out of it much brighter, much more stronger, with much more growth. Or you take the tunnel of, I'm the victim of the universe is playing tricks with me, right? Which I could have definitely decided to be on that side, right? Because again, like all of these dangling carrots and none of them worked out so far. I'm still single. I'm still faced with a lot of, you know, rejection. But actually, because I've experienced so much rejection, I'm so much stronger now because at some point, you know, when you always get backlash, the only thing that gives you strength is to say, fuck all of you. I'm so done being sad because of that. I have to reclaim my own power. I have to see my own worth because clearly I can't depend on anyone in the outside world to see it. So the only thing and the only person that I've left is myself. And I don't need you fucking guys um, to, or I don't want to impress any one of you anymore because even when I impress, try to impress you, it doesn't work out. So I'm not going to waste my energy anymore. And I'm just going to trust the universe again to serve whoever wants to present themselves. And once I decided to do that, uh, the most magical things happened too, where I literally bumped into someone that I knew from Instagram actually from a couple of years ago it's a musician and artist and I have been obviously because I've been in the fitness industry I knew him because he was the ex-boy or he still is the ex-boyfriend of a fitness influencer that is pretty popular and so I reacted to his stories a couple of times but I never even thought about meeting him in LA just because for me he was like on a different frequency or timeline because he was obviously the ex-boyfriend of that girl that I always you know really looked up to and so I reacted to his story one day um, where I was just on my way to LA but again like it was just like not me even thinking about I could meet him potentially and sure enough after I went grocery shopping and had another date planned where the guy didn't respond to me or where the guy didn't text me back, right? And I was already pissed and already prepared for a night by myself, <laughs> being like, fuck all of you guys and dangling carrots, right? I know he was another dangling carrot to get me back to LA where I definitely needed to be. But again, the universe was like, yeah, this is the dangling carrot, but what you think like they that will, won't actually happen but we still needed to put it in front of you to get you moving right so okay i saw that i took it and it happened and 
after taking my groceries home or on my way back from the grocery store that very same day where I was prepared for a night solo by myself, I bumped into that guy, the ex-boyfriend of that fitness influencer. I was like, fuck. And I was so surprised and happy. And because I literally reacted to his story nine hours earlier that day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if you know me, but I reacted to, to your story. And I just think it's hilarious because LA is so big that I just bump into you. And it turned out that he literally lives parallel to me uh, on another street, like literally next to me. And yeah, then he asked me out. And so I saw, wow, obviously seeing that as a sign and as if he was my soulmate because it happened in such a magical way. But he was just there i mean i don't know how the story with him will turn out but what i saw and what i realized and even during that whole time with him i i knew that he was a big expander for me to show me like how a man can possibly treat me i've never been treated in that way and even if it doesn't work out or even if i never see him again that was such an upgrade <laughs> and a perception shift and also showed me so much the magic of this universe that these are the things where I, you know, I trust. I trust that everything happens for your highest good always. Even if things don't work out, they happen for your highest good always. And so that's my little story. I know it, it, it's a lot and, you know, I could potentially even share more about my love life with you because it's been a crazy ride and a really, really interesting upgrading and uplifting story at the same time. And that's where you see that these transits and the planetary influences, they work through you. And even if you understand what's happening and I'm always tracking my chart and I know what's happening for me, where I'm triggered, where I'm activated, you never know how the universe is orchestrating it for you. And that's the magic of it. That truly is the magic of it. We can always have an idea, but it probably won't happen in that way just because the universe always surprises you. And that's also the magic of just observing, just, you know, sitting there, looking back in hindsight and maybe also having these fairy tales in your store, in your head, because, you know, I still have my fairy tales and I still won't give up on my fairy tale because I also trust that I have a fairy tale story in my head for a reason, not to disappoint me all the time, but probably because there's somewhere on this planet or in this universe in some sort of timeline, there is a fairy tale for me waiting and I'm being prepared for it. And I never gave up on that. And that's something that I want you to also still have and to trust because everything that is in your mind is not there by accident, right? It's, it's not random. It's there for a reason because it's possible. It's out there for you. And that's something I never want you to forget, right? No matter what you imagine, it is, is real already somewhere in this universe. And it's just a matter of shifting and it's just a matter of trusting that it will be served to you at some point and not being discouraged or disappointed by the things that don't turn out the way you intended them to do and also seeing that there's always something better waiting for you because even last Thursday right when I was prepared for that date and the guy didn't show up again it was not the first time I was so you know, I was not even disappointed at that point anymore. I was just like, oh, my intuition knew it, right? And I should not have given that person another chance. And I knew it and I still did because again, fairy tale in my head. And even though that didn't happen and I was in LA, something better was already waiting for me. And I could not have even imagined this to happen. That's what I mean. And so I hope this story was 
somewhat uplifting. It was a little bit different, but I think it's, especially during the time that we have right now, it's pretty uplifting to still see the magic in this universe, right? Because we all have, you know, experienced so many things that didn't turn out this year. But then when we look back in hindsight, something even better was waiting for us or was being prepared for us. And especially with this Mars retrograde, it's all about reflecting and probably things that you know, don't work out the way we intend them to to work out or we want them to work out. And the plans that we initiate don't work out. It's all about understanding and, and leaning deeper into Venus, into trust, into your feminine essence, into your creative power. And when things don't work out the way you want them to, turn towards Venus and create something even better or let the universe create something better for you and let your ego know that it has good intentions, right? And the, the key is here intentions, but the soul has the master plan. So trust, because it also releases the pressure off of you that you have to make things happen all the time. Because honestly, you are just like a little puppet. <laughs> the ego is just a little puppet and we are just the character, the avatar that plays this game. But you can see how the universe is literally playing tricks with me all the time. And I see it and I laugh at it, right? It, it's, it's hilarious and at the same time, I know that these tricks are not to harm me or to make me look like a fool, but always for my highest good. So if you want, I can keep you updated on my love life for sure, on, on my story. Um, definitely give me feedback if you are interested in that because, you know, I have the south node in the seventh house. Of course, I love relationships. But at the same time, because my north node is in the first house, I know that a focus has to be on myself. And so, again, I'm faced with a year where Venus is in my first house. Will that mean that I will be single for, the, for another year? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's also seeing that I can just flip the script and let people you know, impress me instead of the other way around. That's a mindset shift and, you know, maybe that's the North Node in Gemini, right? Um, that I literally, oh, I just had that epiphany. It's probably the North Node in my seventh house in Gemini. The perception shift of why do I have to impress all of these guys? Why is it not the other way around? That's probably my perception shift because I also have a nodal flip going on. So maybe that's my story. I will keep you updated if you want. Give me feedback. Um, share the episode with your friends, with someone maybe that is also struggling with love uh, or has a hard time accepting that, you know, the dangling carrots don't always turn out the way we want them to. Um, I would love to hear you from you, especially if you also have a North Node in the first house. How's your love life going? And how has dating been for you in 2020? Because I know 2019 was a big breakup year where we had to let go of these relationships that were not serving us. And it's hard sometimes because we instantly want to replace them with something better. And if something better is not always showing up, then trust that that has also a reason and a meaning. Because again, for me, it has been a big year for my business, a big year for my own healing story, my personal growth and all of that. And obviously that had a ripple effect, not just for me, but also the way I can serve you, I can understand you, I can serve healing to you and I can activate you. And that's so much more important than what my ego wants at the very moment now, right? Because, you know, I can still have love. But it's not my main focus for this life. My main focus for this life is serving you, activating as many people as possible. I have a bigger mission, like, you know, reinventing the school system, education system, helping children, like all of these things that are so much bigger than my love life in this timeline that I'm here. I want to leave a legacy behind that is 
blowing my soul's mind, not just my, my human mind, right? Where even if I die at some point and transform into another form, there's something that I left behind. And that's so much bigger than any relationship that I will ever have. Doesn't mean that I don't want to have a relationship. I do, right? Because I love love. But I also love that I can feel love towards myself and towards other human beings at any time. And it doesn't always have to be this fairy tale relationship. So to see the bigger picture, see the magic and let the magic unfold for you and know that trusting your intuition and your highest excitement will always lead you exactly where you need to be. And if the highest excitement is following the dangling carrots all the time, not expecting them to turn out the way you intend to, then that's, that's fine too, right? Because it's all about seeing that the universe plays with you Knowing that the game doesn't always has to have to be won, right? You don't always have to win. Maybe in the middle of playing, you will have another dangling carrot and then you can change direction. A lot of analogies and metaphors in this episode, but I hope it served you. I hope it inspired you. I hope it made you also lean back for a second and observe your life and observe the dangling carrots and really detect and de decipher what the dangling carrots are for you. And I trust, trust me, I could look at your natal chart and see exactly which dangling carrots the universe probably uses in order to, you know, put you towards taking action. And if you would like to learn more about that or share experiences with me and, you know, have a reading with me, you can always book in with me on Instagram or just send me an email. All the links are down below in the show notes as always. And I'm excited to talk to you soon about also the new moon in Virgo, about all of these magical things. And by the way, as I'm recording this episode, I just realized that the sun is on my Jupiter, which is probably why I talked about Jupiter and that he's never really, you know, that he's always like the, the one planet that gives me hope and never loses, leaves me leaving faith. So see how the universe also plays with me and I'm activated through these transits and sometimes I don't even notice that right and the sun was on my Venus by the way when this whole, whole crazy story with that guy happened and of course I thought it was all about you know me being in a relationship with that guy in the end and he's my prince charming like the, the probably prince charming number 222 right and fun fact he even lives in an apartment that has the number 22222 on the fucking door and I was like okay that's another sign but yeah again I don't know if I will end up in a relationship with him but maybe he was just my expander relative to how man can treat me and that's so the sun on my Venus right anyways I'm gonna shut up about transits now and about my love life I'm excited to speak to you soon I have to go because I have a magical reading in a second and I wish you a magical day lean back let the universe serve you and then just use all the dangling carrots to do nothing else than stepping in your magic. Mm -hmm.